0: Hey, how's it? Yuji Okamoto here. I play Chosen on Cobra Kai, and uh, I'm on Cobra Kai Companion. You keep for your correction.
1: Back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I am Brianna. And today, you guys, we have uh, another special interview. Returning is Mr. Yuji Okamoto. How you doing, Yuji?
2: Hey,
0: good, good. How you guys doing?
1: Doing okay. How are you?
0: Uh,
2: You just asked him that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, well, it is good, but I was, I was hoping a little uh, elaborating. So, you, you have uh, a couple locations of a uh, Kona Kitchen—one in Seattle, which I visited, and one in Linwood. Correct. How how has business been for you with the pandemic going on?
0: Well, uh, it's been a little rough. Uh, we are at probably fifty like percent right now. Um, the governor just opened it up to twenty-five percent capacity. Uh, but still, 25% is really not much. So we're waiting it out to see how things progress. If it gets better, then we'll probably go ahead and, and reopen. But at 25%, it's still kind of you know dicey whether or not you're open because they could easily uh, have an, another you know, outbreak and, and we might get shut down again. So we're just kind of holding tight. Uh, still managing to uh, service the, the the wonderful customers that come through our doors, so we're really fortunate because I know a lot of people have been struggling through this whole pandemic. So uh, we're, we're, we've been pretty blessed. That's good. It's good to hear that.
2: Um, I, just to you know, kind of launch off of that question: How does one go from being an actor to running two restaurants? Um, as successful as Kona Kitchen is?
0: Ah, man. It's a long story. (laughs) Oh, man. It's uh, it's interesting. When I first moved up here to Seattle, uh, there wasn't much as far as acting work. So I thought, what is there to do up here? So I loved Hawaiian food. Um, I, I thought... You know, why not do a Hawaiian restaurant? It was it was my brilliant or stupid idea to, to start these restaurants. And it, it's quite the transition because when you play a restaurateur on TV or in a film, it's not quite the same as actually cooking on the line of a restaurant. And uh, it was, uh, and thrown into the fire. It was... Eh, we just decided to go for it and uh, we opened the first uh, location and we've been around for probably close to 19 years and uh, you know it was it was a struggle at the beginning but I think like anything it takes hard work you can't just hope and wish that something that you decide to do is going to magically succeed because it's your concept and your idea, and it doesn't work that way. You have to put in your blood, sweat, and tears, and go through all this kind of suffering, and, and then you you kind of push through all that. And uh, you know, we had a tough first year. I'm not going to lie. People ask me, "Hey, it sounds great, it's romantic, doing a restaurant, and I always wanted to do a restaurant." I, I always tell them, "Don't do it. Uh, it. It's a lot of work, but uh, it's so far, uh, knock on wood, it's, it's paid off." And like I said, if you want to do something, you gotta put your nose to the grindstone. You know, stick to it. Uh, don't give up. Uh, but you gotta work your butt off, like anything.
1: Yeah, I. Uh... I, I don't own a restaurant, but with this podcast, I have put, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this. And I just announced yesterday that I will be speaking with Robert Mark Kamen uh, at the time of this recording tomorrow on Friday. So
0: Excellent. Um, I love Mark. Yeah. Mark. Great writer. He's yeah, he's a man. I owe him a lot because he wrote such a memorable character for me. So. All right.
1: Yeah. So I, I can I can understand that.
2: Did either of you have any cooking experience, any culinary experience, or did you just like literally dive in?
0: <laughs> you got it. That's about it. Uh, I didn't have really any experience except cooking in my own kitchen at home. Uh, so going into a commercial spot uh, and learning how to manage a line and uh, the different things tasks that you have to delegate to people and the prep. And it's not like cooking for four people. You're cooking for hundreds of people. So it it was uh, quite the learning experience and and the learning curve. Uh, Would I do it again? I don't know. It it taught me a lot, though. Um, It taught me kind of how to produce now. Uh, because it's kind of the same thing. You run a restaurant, you're putting out fires. You go into producing, you're putting out fires. So in that sense, it really helped me transition to getting into producing. Uh, But yeah, it it was difficult. No experience at all, only on TV.
1: Oh, wow. Um, The last time we spoke, uh you um, promoted an upcoming project, I believe is supposed to be coming out in spring, but uh, the Paper Tigers. Yes. Uh, I know that it was kind of making its circuit uh, like a, uh, last October, I believe. Um, can you give us an update and the status on that?
0: Yeah, we uh, were really fortunate. Uh, we <laughs> we had so many supporters to, to begin with uh, for the film. We did a, had a great Kickstarter campaign, raised a lot of the money through Kickstarter, and uh, through the community support, we were able to get the funding, we shot the film, and uh, we got distribution through a company called WellGo Entertainment. So we will be uh, be releasing the film in May of this year.
2: I'm looking through your, your credits here, and I am seeing just about every TV show um, that I ever loved watching. T.J. Hooker, Simon and Simon, um, uh, Hunter, Walker, Texas Ranger. I mean, these are these are big name shows, all with with big name stars. And you've been on so many of them. What is is that kind of of like? I know we've we've interviewed a few people who've been on like smaller series. You've been on. Big shows, um, or, or do you run into Chuck Norris? You know, and how do you deal with working with Chuck Norris and and things like that?
0: Yeah, it was uh, I, working with Chuck. I'll go with that first. Uh, you know, because I I've watched Chuck for for many years and known him as a martial, really good martial artist, and. Uh, so when I got on Walker, Texas Ranger, it was a little intimidating because I had fight scenes with, with Chuck Norris. And, uh, I think I got a chance to beat him up a little bit, which was really kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's like any job that you do, you go in there and, uh, you know, especially doing episodic TV, you, you're kind of a one and done, uh, on, on these shows. And, so you're kind of the, the hired gunslinger. You come into town, you do your job, and then you're gone. Uh, but I, I've been so fortunate, I guess, throughout my career that uh, I've, I've been able to work with a lot of wonderful actors, uh, producers, directors. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a, a wonderful time. Uh, who would have thought that this shy kid from you know, East Hollywood, California, would uh, decide to become an actor?
1: And for those that are tuning in and missed uh, our first interview, we'll be sure to put a link in. Um, the The audio version of that interview is on YouTube. And once we saw the very first teaser of season three, and it showed you, uh, Chosen's face, you, your interview went.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: people really? were trying to find. Yeah, a yeah, bit. It, it nice. yeah. Uh, so before we get into like Incredibles and Cobra Kai talk, uh, I, I think this would be a good segue into the, uh, this. But. You were also invited to the uh, Josh Gad Reunited apart with um, with everybody, <laughs> really, yeah. really. Uh, can you talk about like being reached out for that and kind of just the experience of it?
0: Yeah, my agent contacted me and said uh, the Kobukai people on Netflix wanted to include me in this this uh, show with Josh Gad, and I love Josh Gad; he's he's so terrific. Uh, so uh, I, I. Said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And uh, it, it was just so strange because when you see the number of people on the list, because they send you a list of all the people that are going to be on the show, and it's just, how are they going to manage to get everybody in this? Because you're going to say one word and you're done. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was a lot of fun, and it was great to see a lot of the familiar faces I haven't seen for. A little while, so it was it was really cool. I, I was I was so happy to be part of that.
2: That was fantastic. The, 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 I think the screen by the end, everyone had just like one little tiny square. Um, <laughs> so like, uh, uh, who is that? Oh, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that that face right there, exactly. That was me when they first when that first screenshot linked of uh, leaked of everybody. I couldn't tell who anyone was other than. Um, I, Ralph and Billy, I always know them, but that was it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't pick anybody else out. <laughs> um, okay, so speaking of, I I know that you are aware that there were some scientific studies done on that one frame of your face in the original. <laughs> teaser. That was not us. That was our friend watch party that did that. Uh, Peter and I were much more confident. We had one frame and we both went, yeah, that's him. Uh, (laughs) Um, So were you expecting people to immediately know that was you? Did you know that they were going to have a recognizable frame of you in that one?
0: Yeah, I was surprised, say the least. I had no idea. Uh, Netflix just dropped it out of nowhere. And my friends started calling or texting and saying, Hey, are you on Cobra Kai? Come on, you got to tell me. And I got so many uh, texts and phone calls. It was crazy. Uh, that, that little, I, you could tell if you told me, you could tell it was yes, me. It
2: was very clearly you. <laughs> yeah.
0: so it was hard to still deny because that's what I had to do. I still had to say no. No, that just this looks like me. I, I don't know what you're talking. Or I couldn't respond to a lot of these people. And a lot of them were my friends. So I felt tremendous guilt because I couldn't say anything. And uh, it was it was really tough.
1: I mean, the, the clip ends with, are you sure about that? You know, it's like, that's, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, that's, <clears throat> that's right. your voice. You mentioned the messages. I'm guilty of being one of them. Um, I, I, I sent you, because I didn't want to ask, because I know you can't answer anyway, but I sent you a live look at my face in emoji. Yeah, it was just a
0: smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, I, so, I kind yeah. Of figured that people that know, they don't ask, they just figure it out because they know that I probably can't say anything anyway. So I think the people that knew didn't bother to, to ask me. So. I think a lot of people just want confirmation, which is fine, but yeah. it, was, it was, it was tough. It was so hard because we're under contract not to say anything, not to divulge anything. And it was hard when my face is obviously there and my voice is obviously heard. So it was, it was tough, that was <laughs> fun. fun times. Yeah.
2: I, I actually um, said people... that at the time I was like, there's no way an NDA is still in force, right? I mean, that's him, he's right there but i guess it lasted till december
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was until they released the second trailer which obviously showed more footage and uh was clear that it was clear that it was me Uh,
1: before we get more into it uh, i just kind of wanted to go over a, a timeline real quick in 2019 uh your your first interview with us was march 19th 2019 and July 7th or 9th, it was early July, I went to visit you at Kona Kitchen uh, in Seattle. Um, and depending on which article, I believe you were quoted, you know, August or September that you got a call from your agent about Cobra Kai. Um, does, does that sound right to you? So when, when, when I met you, you had not yet been contacted.
0: Uh, I knew everything. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> i, I had, <laughs> You're a good actor,
1: right? Uh,
0: yeah, very good. I, I have. I had not heard anything yet at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I it just because it's like it, it kind of fell in right around the same time. I go, we did talk a lot about Cobra Kai and how Chosen could end up on it. So I'll, I was just kind of curious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's. It's. I had conversations with so many customers, uh, so many friends regarding whether or not Chosen was going to make an appearance in the show and what my thoughts are, where, what direction he's going to be. I've heard so many theories from people and this and that. Uh, But at that point, you know, in in July, early July, I had no idea. Uh, I think it was probably, probably the latter part that I started to get uh, word that um, I was there was interest, and then there was confirmation, probably in August. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, interesting to hear different theories from fans and friends and and whatnot uh, on on Chosen's return.
1: Yeah, because I I think by that time the only thing we did know was that Daniel was returning to Okinawa.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's they released that right. Yeah. Then-
2: yeah. Ralph said that at uh, San Diego Comic-Con.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. No, yeah. I
2: yeah. And I think all that Peter and I were saying at the time, you know, we're like, ooh, do you think they'll be back? Do you think, do you think choose, uh, Chosen and Kumiko will be back? And it was like, well, it wouldn't make any sense for them not to be. But, um, but yeah, there, there were theories. Oh, they're going to be married. Oh, they're going <laughs> to, Kyler is chosen son. Um, yeah, that, I, was, that I, was I, one. Kyler and, and,
0: yeah, and the marriage thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, Chosen is Mr. Miyagi's, Miyagi's illegitimate yeah. son with Yuki A. Oh, how funny. Uh, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Um, but the, that, the one thing that I hoped for all along, I ended up getting, um, I would have chosen back as a good guy really, Mm -hmm. really badly. Um, Mm -hmm. so what did you think about the redemption story that they gave him? Do you think that makes sense, um, for him to have gotten there from where we saw him at the end of the second movie?
0: Yeah, I I think that, uh, you know, when, I got the initial script, uh, I had certain input that I wanted to uh, talk about to the writers and the creators. Uh, initially, I think it was written where he was a little more um, uh, at, a, at a better place in his life and you know he was a kinder guy, but then it gave no direction for him to go after that it just kind of would would have been very uh, safe. So I still wanted that that edge that chosen, you know, brought from from Karate Kid too. I, I still needed that part of him because I I think as as people we we evolve and we grow, but at the same time I think there's still a part of you that's still there, and um, I, I wanted that sense of danger still with with chosen i wanted that edge so when he does soften then then it it has an arc and i i wanted to to have him have some sort of progression as a character um and you know i i kind of had this discussion with uh the guys and and they were really receptive and uh they came back with a um a revised version of the script, and I read it, and it was spot. It was so well done. I was so happy in that um, they they got it and they understood. Uh, I, I just think for me, playing this character and having this character part of me for thirty plus years, I found I, I wanted it to. I wanted this character to have deference. Uh, um, I wanted him. To have some significance and um, some depth, because otherwise, you know, it, it, it's just a, the same kind of guy, just make an appearance and you're and you're done. I wanted him to be memorable. I wanted him to have people say, "Oh, great, yeah, that's great." He he had this 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 plan all along that he's going to do this, and then you know, this is what he does. You know, and, and you think about how many years this, that chosen has has kept this sense of defeat in him. There has to be some sort of payoff. And uh, so I, I thought uh, the way the writers communicated that in, in the script, it was it was really well done.
2: So I have to ask very quickly. So that whole, it, it immediately, like immediately, I was like, oh, wow, Chosen's intense. Oh, wow, he's Sato. So Chosen having that intensity and then all of a sudden your face changes, your, your, your voice changes, your facial expressions, everything. Danny Kamakona did the exact same thing with Sato in the Karate Kid part two. Did Uh, you mimic that or mirror that with Chosen intentionally?
0: um, I think what I wanted to do was kind of incorporate more of the Miyagi part of, uh, you know, I guess what, what Pat brought to, to Miyagi, I wanted to bring that same essence. Uh, I know that Sato had that uh, resolve at the end of Karate Kid too, but I think for me, I took from more of Pat and, and Mr. Miyagi. When you see the transition uh, at the, at the um, end of the pressure point strikes, Mm-hmm. where Daniel says, will you, will you teach me? I kind of looked at him, and I purposely did this as, as a homage to Pat and Miyagi, was to look at him and give that same kind of nod that I felt that uh, um, Pat would have given or, or Mr. Miyagi would have done. So that's where I, I was kind of leaning towards is, is the, the whole Miyagi thing. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that you you talk about uh, Danny and 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 his uh, or Sato's uh, resolve. It, it that's interesting parallel.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what the show does well is uh, parallel the you know the 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 now and then you know that they always do on on social media. So um, uh, it, it really sticks out to us when we see the similarities. So speaking of some mirror scenes. The nose honk, was that in the original script, too? Or is that something that was added, uh, revised, anything like that?
0: No, that was in the original. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was EW that put out that, that image of you guys in that position. And Brianna and I, we were on Instagram live, and we were just coming up with some ideas. And I think I was just like, are we going to get the nose honk? Like, we need the nose honk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so it was...
2: Yeah, yeah I was, was I was more about the manhandling handling. And, you know, having seeing Chosen finally getting some kind of vindication by having Daniel down in that position. So something's coming. Um, yeah. But Peter's been all about the nose honk for the last two years. <laughs> That's all he's been talking about. Nose, honk, nose honks and uh, Okinawan hand drums. They are like Peter's two favorite things in the world.
1: Yeah. You cut out a little bit. Oh, I said uh, the nose
2: honks and Okinawan hand drums are your two favorite uh, things in the universe.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised we didn't get more of the hand drum in season three.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I think because maybe Chosen learned the drum technique and they just said, ah, we'll move on from that.
1: Yeah, just because it was teased in the first couple seasons is all.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will apologize if I cut in and out. I do not have my hard line run to my new computer yet. So I'm on Wi Fi, Mm. which stinks. Um, I
1: think uh, I think it still picks up, though.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it does. It does on this side anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to ask going back to the Karate Kid part two, because it's a debate. Right. Um, And it's Daniel's attempt at the crane kick. Most people say that that's because Daniel did it wrong. I say, no, it's because Chosen knows how to defend against it because Chosen knows it, too. Do you have an opinion which of those two things it is?
0: Uh, Yeah, it's the second. Yay! He, He knows how to defend it.
2: Oh, good. 'Cause you do are karate they, cousins. They they had you like they had you step forward and then lean back and Ralph threw it as you were stepping forward. So I'm mm-hmm. like, no, that's intentional. He drew him out. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. So, okay. Yay. I was right about something. <laughs> I'm not very right. I'm not right very often. So that makes me happy. Well,
0: that's my choice, but
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: my choice. My character choice.
2: Okay.
1: So you get down to Atlanta, Uh, can you talk about like what it was like the first few days of being down there, um, speaking with John, Josh and Hayden and seeing Ralph, which uh, I believe the last time you and I spoke, you said um, you had not seen him since Pat's Memorial.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Um, Yeah, actually, Ralph had me come out early. I think it was a week early to go over the fight sequences. So we would be good on all the rehearsals of the fights. Uh, so we're ready to shoot. Um, but yeah, that, I went down there a week early and um, met up with uh, Ralph and, and Hito Koda, who was uh, a stunt coordinator. Yeah, all the fight choreography and all that. So we started uh, you know, working out. And it was, it was cool because it was just... Like being on Karate Kid 2 again. Uh, yeah, it was just fun, easy. Um, this is a lot of work with uh, trying to wrap your head around all the, the sequences because we, we went through all of them at once and we learned each one. Um, but it was kind of intimidating at first because you know, it it had been a while since I had really actually trained hard to, to be able to, um, you know, do this, you know, in a moment's notice. So thank God that, uh, Ralph had me come out early to do the rehearsals. Uh, it really helped out a lot, but yeah, it was, it was great seeing, uh, uh, the, the writers and meeting them for the first time actually physically being there, uh, yeah, but it was it was a blast. Um, loved being uh, in Atlanta. Atlanta's it was great.
2: I, I do have to say one of the things that impressed me the most, um, but, but not one of it, the thing that impressed me the most was watching those fight scenes between Daniel and Chosen. And yeah, I know that there are times that you know it was not you and Ralph for very logical reasons, but the amount of times that it was. Is kind of jaw-dropping. I mean, you guys really got into it. Did it feel? Um, did it feel like thirty years had gone by, or did it feel like you guys were picking up right where you left off?
0: Yeah, it felt like we were picking up right where we left off. Uh, it, it's like having a really good dance partner. That's what I equated to. And Ralph is is really good at uh, um, the, the choreo he'd get it like that and so everything was really smooth um we we just had uh, a great synergy when we were doing the fight scenes uh so it wasn't it wasn't like really difficult uh and having good uh people there watching over coaching all that stuff uh made it that much easier
1: uh you were talking about the revision um or the right the descript the, the uh, a bit of a rewrite uh, how different was what we saw in the, the the cafe uh with you Tamlin and Ralph um than what was actually on script before
0: i don't even remember if that was in, written that way in in the initial version i think it was a little different but um yeah i i just i i kind of wanted to play him a certain way and uh, you know i like i said I, I wanted him to come in hard and and not not give up anything uh, i think it's just having that that stoicness uh, but it was it was a collaboration i think like i said the 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 writers took what uh, suggestions I gave, and they incorporated that essence into the character. And to be able to play uh, this this character on a on a on a journey, you know, where where you know you got to remember this is 30 plus years that he's been holding this, so it can't be just fun and games. Like, hey, how's it going? You know, I know 30 years, but it has to come from a place of I think he needs to, to get, get this um, monkey off his back or whatever you want to call it. And um, he does it in his own way. Uh, he doesn't want to come off as this easygoing kind of guy. But inside, I'm sure he's probably thinking, oh, this is, this is what I wanted. I got what I wanted. And now it's time to apologize and move forward. Uh, So that was, I think, where um, I wanted to to have this character.
2: I I thought the chemistry, especially between Daniel and Chosen there in the bar, it was like they were 16 and 18 again. Daniel's Mm -hmm. not really scared, but he's he's off balance but he's kind of intimidated at the same time, but he's still looking to chosen to, Hey, do you want to drink? You know? And then there's Kumiko off to the side, just happy and smiling (laughs) with both of them. And, um, I I thought that that whole sequence at that bar was just phenomenal. Well, Um, it's, it's,
0: it's really terrific because Ralph is so easy to work with. He's such a wonderful actor. And so giving that to play that scene, it was just like butter for me, and having Tamlin there with her, so she's so sweet and innocent, and playing it up, and it was so beautiful. I love the whole, uh, I guess, the, the dynamic between the three of us and what each of us brought to that scene. I, I think that's what made that scene work.
2: I um, agree. I, it was I, the joy of the whole reunion was yeah. in the way the three of you dealt with each other. It was amazing. Yeah.
1: My favorite thing was Chosen's aggressiveness in wanting to get the water.
0: <laughs> or or <Daniel. laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's his drink, yeah. I, and I just, like I said, I wanted to play him hard and, and I didn't care. I just went with what my gut felt like at the time. And, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen in, in the scene, but you play with what you got. If then, if, if Ralph gives me something, then I'll give it back in this way, if he gives me this, then I'll give him that. So that's kind of how we rehearsed and, and played with it, and boom, it just kind of came together.
2: Say there, there was one line, um, and it was when you and Ralph were standing on the um, the the um, deck the platform, yeah, uh-huh. looking out over, um, and oh. uh, you ask him. You were, like, surprised and asked him, did he know who Miyagi Shimpo Sensei was? Um, And, like, because it is my favorite movie of all time, you know, my brain goes, well, of course Daniel knows who that is. He stood there and watched Chosen stab him in the face when Chosen was ripping the dojo up. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that was, like, one of the, the... the writing and the callbacks and the things like that, that the writers come up with. And that was one that stuck out in particular to me. It was like chosen. Didn't even remember that he had destroyed that picture right in front of Daniel. And that was actually what set Daniel off to try to stop him mm-hmm. was the destruction of that picture. So yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. The, the writers, they're so, they're so awesome. They, they do a lot of those throwbacks and callbacks to um, the original film.
1: Um, we know that, so I believe you mentioned that like an idea for a possible credit card part three was having chosen and, um, uh, Bill, uh, wait, no, Billy, um, uh, Johnny and Daniel kind of team up or something like that. I, 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 f- yeah, I feel that yeah,
0: that was, I, I don't know if that was something I had heard or, or what, but it was kind of interesting, but you know, they, they already had done that in uh, in Iraqi, so I think going back to that, it makes sense.
1: So, when Ralph and Billy came on with John, Josh, and Hayden, Brianna asked, you know, who went to Okinawa? Uh, Ralph raised his hand, and then Billy kind of joked, like, oh, yeah, I might have gone, too. So, we kind of, like, you know, for a few months, we're like, oh, how crazy would it be to see, like, an episode of like, um, Daniel and Johnny on a plane, but you went with Ralph to Okinawa, too. Um, so, I... What was the flight like for, for you guys? Because you haven't seen each other in so long. Now you guys are stuck on a plane with each other for hours.
0: Well, we were on separate planes because he's coming from the East Coast and I was mm. coming from the West Coast. So, we we all met up in Okinawa. Ah. And, uh, yeah, so... They weren't quite sure whether or not they're going to be able to shoot in Okinawa, but... Uh, They made it happen. Um, Thank God they did because it brought such a, just a genuine vibe and, and uh, such an essence that I think you could not capture in Atlanta, Georgia. There was just some magic that happened when we were in Okinawa. And uh, I mean, that's where Miyagi-Do started. So um, for, for Ralph and I, it was, it was a, a real magic moment, uh, just looking out, and, and she brought up, round brought up that scene where we're looking out uh, over the, at the islands, and it's it was so magnificent. Uh, you, you could not replicate that anywhere. And and like I said, it was the, the essence, I think, of the whole Goju-ryu, Miyagi-do uh, vibe that was there, that really um, made it magical.
2: It, it um, also in the final scene before Daniel leaves um, made me realize that Hayden had actually posted a picture of you and Ralph uh, way back in December of 2019. But it was taken from so high up on a mountain that all we could see was just people. Um, yes. And it was raining and everybody had raincoats on and all this stuff. So we couldn't tell who was who. Yeah. But you two were absolutely down there at the time. And I was like, that sneaky little Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's about, that's about all you can say. Um, Hayden had mentioned once, and, and just the curiosity um, getting the better. You guys were there in Okinawa two weeks before the world ended. Basically, in 2019, did you see any sign that anything was wrong while you were there?
0: No, not at all. Nothing. Yeah, it's, yeah, (laughs) nothing. uh, It gave uh, us an idea of what's about to happen.
2: Right. I I know that when, when, you know, come the end of January, when everything was falling apart, I was like, and I I did not know you were with them at the time. I was like, Hayden and Ralph were just there. Oh my God. They were just there. I was terrified Um, because that's scary. Yeah. And, you
0: know, I guess it's, it's life, you know, it's all about timing. We were fortunate enough to be there at that time and, and missed that, that window, thank God. Uh, but yeah, if it happened when we were there, no telling what would have happened.
2: Thank God That's, it didn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you guys were there for five days, was it? Something like that, I think it was five days. It was quite the turnaround because, you know, flying out there, you lose a day. And uh, so we're kind of under the gun to try and get these scenes shot and scrambling at times to, you know, go from location to location. Uh, I remember that that final scene where uh, we're having the, the, the handing off of the, the scroll and all that and apologies and all that. That scene was, the, <laughs> it was tough because the weather did not want to cooperate. I remember pulling up in, in the van with with Ralph and and uh, some of the crew, and we're looking at the weather, and we're thinking, there's no way in hell that we're going to be able to shoot this. It's the weather, the wind was going sideways, and the the rain was coming down, and and we're thinking, man, this is going to be a tough one if we even manage to get the, the scene shot. And uh, some some reason we were able to get through the scene. Uh, it was windy, uh, had hairspray, you know, my head that was felt like it was a, a helmet that I was wearing because it was so, so heavy. Uh, but, um, you know, the umbrellas were going inside out sometimes and, uh, and the rain was coming down. But we, we managed to, to push through this scene and, and uh, you know, Ralph was just, just terrific. He, he you know, gave me um, a lot of uh, his his emotion in, in the scene, and, and it made my my job uh, a lot easier.
2: And and, and that. Is really the the, the part where I was like, okay, we've got two different Chosens here. We've got the more in, you know, the intense, the the scary, like right on the edge that we had seen up until then. Um, But the Chosen in that last scene is very almost mild mannered. Soft spoken, Mm -hmm. like I can imagine him carrying his book bag across himself with his arms in it, you know, and just walking very quietly to class to go teach everyone. And uh, which Chosen is the real one or is he somewhere in the middle and just more conciliatory to Daniel?
0: Yeah, I think there's a combination of both. Uh, I still think that Chosen has it within him to rip somebody's head off if he has to. But I think through all the lessons that he had learned for, for those 30 odd years, uh, he, he's learned the, the other softer side. Uh, it's the, the whole yin and yang, uh, with, with martial arts. Um, so I think he's found that, that balance that then Dan, Daniel and Miyagi always talk about find that balance. And, um, I think I, I just don't want chosen to lose that sense of sense of danger because um he, he needs to have that, that edge. It's a survival thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But uh I think that uh you know, through the years that he's he's finally discovered that um other side, the softer side.
1: Um uh I think a lot of us know that you're very close with uh, Tam and Tamita. Uh, were you able to um uh, reunite with Tracy Taguchi as well?
0: Yeah, in Atlanta, we got a chance to uh, go out to dinner one night and and it was it was such a, a wonderful um uh, wonderful time kind of catching up on what she's been doing. Uh, I had conversations with her via uh, email and 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 whatnot prior to prior to that, but that was many years ago. Uh, I know she was doing a lot of music, uh, focusing on that uh, as a singer. and uh, so it was it was great to see her after all this time. it it, it was wonderful. so uh, yeah, it's so it's so weird when you remember her as this little girl on a bell tower and and now she's you know all grown up and and uh, you know a
2: beautiful woman. So. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Peter, uh, one of his theories was like, oh, well, maybe they're going back for her wedding and, you know, Daniel's giving her away or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a question, I don't know if you know or if it's like in a backstory, you came up for him. Um, Sato's last name is Sato, correct? Because Mm -hmm. and then Chosen's last name is Taguchi, so how is he his uh, is he his mother's brother? And where are Chosen's parents? Do you know? (laughs) Well, always wondered this.
0: That that's a that's an actor's secret. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a secret backstory. Uh, Yeah, I I just uh, have have my. uh, Kind of uh, every time I do a, a, a show, I always like to have uh, a backstory. I like to create a, a history of the character. So, yeah, I have it somewhere um, locked away, uh, you know, wh- who he is, where he came from, who his parents were, what happened. Uh, why is Sato's name Sato and his is Toguchi all the whole relationship I'm sure it's somewhere with my script from Karate Kid uh, somewhere but um,
1: perhaps uh, even with Miyagi Scrolls Yeah, is, exactly.
0: is
2: <laughs> and that's not for me so I can take that answer 100% I like that
1: uh, as we get ready to wrap up I probably have a, a couple more questions sure. um During one of the fights, uh, there's there's a thing that you do that really stood out to me, and I don't know if it was direction or this is something that you came up with, uh, but it was um, one of the sequences on the uh, platform outdoors, and uh, after you kind of disable Ralph there, you kind of fix your gi, tighten the belt, you know, kind of business-like. Can you tell me about like doing that, and, and how did that come about?
0: Uh, that was just a choice I made. Yeah, this, this is like, so I knew I had him. I knew he was disabled. I knew that he was no threat. So now it's the time to fix myself, present myself and then do the finishing touch. So that's kind of a choice I made. Yeah. So it's interesting. You pointed that out.
1: I, I, I tweeted out and I was like, Oh yeah, chosen. Uh, you know, it's like after thirty-some odd years, he's gonna look good doing this. You know, so
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta present myself. I'm I'm ready to finish this now. So that's why yeah. I made that choice.
2: There was another sequence in that that same you know fight montage. Um, chosen is um, always has been and always shall be the only person we have ever seen land a strike on Mr. Miyagi. And it was with the spear in the back in the garden. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: and you landed that same kind of uh, strike on Daniel with the bow. Was that something that you and Ralph came up with? Was that Hito's idea?
0: Yeah, I, that was all Hito. He, Hito choreographed everything. And what I love about Hito and, and uh, uh, the, the whole stunt crew was the fact that they... Tailor fight scenes to fit what your strengths are, and I really appreciate that. So he makes my life uh, a lot easier because you know once you hit that sixty mark, it it makes a little harder to do certain things that maybe you could do in your in your twenties and thirties easily. But once you hit that mark, and it it makes a little difficult. But yeah, he was he was so gracious and so so awesome to work with that. Yeah, he was really flexible. So that was all him, all the choreo. He's he's uh, responsible for, for all that stuff.
1: Yeah, and the, the stunt team just got nominated for um, uh, SAG. Uh, just got a SAG nomination today, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one of our mm-hmm. um, admins, Amy, found that. So, yeah, congrats to the whole stunt crew. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, I mean, I, I know I said I had a couple questions, so I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, I, I love a lot of the dialogue between Chosen and Daniel. Uh, one of my favorite is when uh, Daniel grabs a scroll and Chosen's like, "No, this you know, it's not for you. You're a foreigner." Like, I just, right. I, I love, I love that line, um, just calling him out. But what do you think about the secret that we do learn about Miyagi Do? That uh, defense comes in you know different forms, and and uh, yeah, that you know, if need to, you can kill because of the invasion um, some time ago.
0: Well, I think going back to what you mentioned about the scrolls and, and his reaction to that, I think as any martial arts instructor, uh, they would feel the sense of uh, this is something I worked for, and I, I'm not going to just give out secrets to just anybody. You know, this is something that I feel you have to earn, right? So when that moment came, it's it's more of a martial arts thing. An instructor to what uh, chosen sees Daniel as is more of a uh, his, his inferior, his his student, because he doesn't think that that Ralph or or Daniel's son should should uh, deserves this, because this is something that chosen probably had been passed on, uh, passed, uh, to him through, through his uncle and something that's really important to him. So I think that's, that's part of the reason why he reacts the way he does
2: um, uh, th- that whole. I, I just, um, I thought it was very strange, but at the same time kind of poignant. It was like, why are the Miyagi family historical scrolls with chosen to Gucci Instead Mm -hmm. of back in California with the estate of Naruyoshi Miyagi, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: But then it, you know, it's like, oh well, maybe he he planned to go back and get them and was never able to, or he left them to Sato on purpose. I one of the things that I thought was the greatest about this season, and it was just in a in a line I don't know whether it was meant to be as as big a deal as it was to me or if it was meant to just be a throwaway and it's when Chosen mentioned that he was suicidal and Sato saved him. this was a man that we had seen in the karate Kid part two to whom honor was so important that he had spent 60 years of his life hating his best friend over it. Um, And, you know, it it was that um, when Chosen refused to go help Daniel get Yuna off the bell tower, he disowned him. You're dead to me. Um, For that man to turn around then and convince Chosen not to kill himself um to me i thought was remarkably like demonstrative of how much sato actually did love him um so i was just kind of wondering am i reading way more into that than was ever intended or you know is that the kind of thing that you thought that they were getting at with that line
0: so that was a lot of stuff that you just covered so <laughs> <laughs> So throw that question out again.
2: Okay. Um, well, Sato, because honor was so important to him. Uh, right. To me, Sato being the one that convinced Chosen not to kill himself mm-hmm. was a big deal. And I was just wondering if if that was meant to be that big of a deal or if I was just reading way more into it than was there.
0: Um, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, you know... Sato was an uh, important part of uh, Chosen's life. I mean, he pr- practically raised him. And uh, so when he basically dis- disowned him at the end of Karate Kid 2, I think that there was a lot of pain that uh, Chosen had to deal with. Uh, it- it's I think there's a lot to that Uh, um, when he says, yeah, he he did save me from killing myself. Yeah, he he probably did, and he cared tremendously for his nephew. No matter how much pain and and heartache uh, Chosen put his uncle through, uh, I think there's still that, that special bond that they had. So I think with this, going back to the scrolls and passing on and all that stuff, yeah, I think you know there. There's uh, that that sense of forgiveness on on uh, Sato's part to you know give his his nephew the the scrolls, pass all that stuff on to him because maybe Mr. Miyagi had passed on the um, passed on the scrolls to Sato because of how um, he saw the change in Sato. So when Miyagi passed, and Sato gets the the scrolls, and Sato passes the scrolls on to. Um, chosen. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but I think with with any Asian culture, honor is everything. And um, I think with uh, you know the relationship uh, the, the, that was probably the, the biggest thing is, is honor, that sense of honor that you have to show. So I think they had that, uh, like I said, they had that special bond, um, the two of them. And uh, so when he said, yeah, he saved his life, he probably did talk him off the cliff.
2: That is a fantastic answer, and it makes me happier than you will ever know. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah i I do love that especially when chosen does decide to give Daniel a scroll we don't know what scroll or what's on it uh, we won't ask you um yeah because it, it it means that much more of how chosen has has grown and moved on from uh, who he was because nothing what chosen goes through after the events of credit King part two none of that would have happened if Daniel never came to Okinawa so uh, he must hate that man quite a bit or the boy uh, who he was. So, uh, that's, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll end it right there. Yuji, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. Breaking down all of this. Um, now we mentioned paper tigers. You said may, uh, I did read spring. So, uh, that's still in line. Uh, obviously we'll c- kind of just wait to hear if things start opening back up as we get close to that. Uh, anything else that you'd like to promote that people uh, can check out? Um,
0: no, that's that's about it. Uh, you know, just right now is uh, my focus is on uh, the Paper Tigers and, and the release, and so hopefully folks can you know come out to the theaters and depending on whether or not they're going to be reopened or not, but we're hoping uh, for our May release. Uh, it's Asian Heritage Month month in May, so it's it uh, falls right in the perfect slot. So. Uh,
2: hopefully people come out and support. Yeah? All right. I am just um, going to say it is an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for being such a huge part of something that has been so important to me. Uh basically my whole life. So Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much for your
1: support. Yeah, it. I I I hope the newer generation um you know, likes chosen enough that they'll go back and check out the credit kit part 2 I know that uh, for, for the newer generation, that's definitely an underseen uh, sequel of of the original movie. Uh, so, again, for those that are tuning in and missed it the very first time, um, you can listen to our interview with Yuji uh, on our YouTube channel. Obviously, is on the uh, the audio podcast as well. Um, we're on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, a Cobra Kai Podcast for Instagram, Brianna you
2: um, everything is over in the description um, we've got UG's we'll have UG's socials over there we'll have the links to the um, original interview and uh, it's all over there neatly on the left hand side where everyone can find it
1: alright and if you guys are in the Seattle area go by and get yourself some some food from Kona Kitchen
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> bye everybody
0: alright take care be safe out there stay healthy
2: For listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortemparts shows, visit cortemparts.com.